The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. My name's Jeremy. I'm joined by Jerry. We're going to be talking about physical gold and physical silver. Jerry, there's so much going on every week to week now that it's hard to figure out what we're going to talk about because there's just so much happening. For example, let's just – well, today in the show, I should say, we're, we want to get into three buying mistakes that people make when looking at the gold and silver market for the first time. Mm-hmm. Three common that. things that happen that we want people to try to avoid. Um, actually, we could probably add a fourth one in there. Uh, probably do a list of 10, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, as far as what's happening, you know, we've got silver usages, some stuff coming out about, you know, we've often talked about how much is in a missile, how much silver is in a, in a mil- military missile, but there's a whole how many are there what's what's the what's the supply look like how much inventory is there how many different missiles are are there mm-hmm. um, and talk about how much silver is actually being used quantifiably in in military um, so many things there, there <laughs> is really a lot to get into so let's just let's just jump in oh and Jim Rickards we're gonna talk about later on Jim Rickards the author of Currency Wars, um, among several other books that he's done, yeah. um, has talked uh, has given a price, an updated price projection for gold, which I think is great moving into the new year, and silver. So if we want to know what's going to happen in 2024, uh, this is going to be something you want to check out and stay with us on. Um, where, where do we go to? Should, Jerry, should we go with Argentina or should we go with the Fed? I think we got to start with the Fed, Jeremy. Okay, let's start with the Fed. Walking around the office, you you screamed out to me um, a couple days ago. You said, ah, "They're they're lowering rates." <laughs> this is this is a first, right? That they've actually come out and said, w- telegraphing exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, because over the past how many years, everything that they have said that they wouldn't do, they have done. They whatever they say. They just lose credibility. And the fact of the matter is now that the interest on all of their debts are have approached a trillion dollars, they're trapped. The dollar was downgraded. The banking system, the credit was downgraded. And we knew it was a matter of time. So Wednesday's FOMC, we're all waiting. And they did signal a few things. They signaled that there will no longer be any more hikes. So... Okay, is the fight on inflation finished? Well, congratulations. We know that the figures are skewed. We know the CPI inflation figures are totally manipulated. But the way that they came out and suggested how they will, they have this systematic approach of how they're going to start cutting interest rates, Jeremy. It was like they're just going to paint an amazing picture. It's systematic. (laughs) And they're going to navigate this, uh, this plane going down. They're forecasting maybe the market expects six to eight rate cuts while in, in 2024, but the Fed expects three. So, But the market's not anticipating that. They're, they're anticipating much more swift cuts. Me, if you ask me how, they, how I think they're going to cut, something's going to break. Maybe, one, maybe something happening in Japan. That huge bank in Japan, which is actually the sixth 
would be the fifth largest bank in the U.S. if it belonged to the U.S. This is a zombie bank, Jeremy. They were actually involved in receiving repo market funds in 2019. Had they had not received this, this whoa, whoa, repo whoa, Hold market. on a second. Wait, wait. There is a bank in Japan that received repo money? That's right. So there is Numura Bank, but it's another bank that many people have never heard of. But the fact that, that they have dealt in so many derivatives, we talk about the U.S., the dollar-yen trade and how important this trade is. I mean, obviously in 2019, we saw these things. We were talking about the repo market, but this happened to be one of the banks overseas that received bailout funds. So this, this, this is to show how, how systemic everything is. If something happens in Japan, it will trickle over here. This is a global issue, and the Federal Reserve, amongst all other central banks, are totally trapped. They destroy the fabric of society. They destroy the currencies, and that's why it opted for us to begin our show in focusing in on the FOMC and the Fed. Okay. Well, you know, we've talked about the pivot right when it was happening. Um, I think we didn't – I think ourselves and others in the precious metals community – uh, suspected that the pivot would come sooner. Maybe they didn't anticipate the lag of, of these interest rates coming through the system and the consequences that would lead. I saw something the other day that there, I think it's uh, uh, RBC, um, one of the major banks, um, that they've got a whole bunch of mortgages coming due next year that they really need to lower the rates. But it kind of puts up this question of, are they going to do the right thing early or do they wait for the crisis to make it happen? This is really a first that they've come out and said, here's what's happening. We're going to lower the rates so that the, everyone could calm down and know what was going to happen sooner, which is great. It's almost like a come to Jesus moment that they're actually telling you what they're going to do so you can prepare and make proper economic decisions. But then they had another... Uh, member of the Fed come out and say, no, 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 that's not what's going on, right? <laughs> that's what happened today. Exactly. So this was coming from the Kobesi letter. They reported on this. This was the first day after a two-week Fed blackout. And the first comment after the blackout ended was by the New York Fed President Williams. He said the Fed actually, he said this today, recording on a Friday, that the Fed is not talking about rate cuts right now. This is exactly the opposite of what Powell said on Wednesday. The Fed is totally messed up. <laughs> this is exactly what, the Fed has distorted the markets. And what's worse is we're seeing correlations, gold skyrocketing, the dollar, the U.S. dollar index is hitting a four-month low. It's crashing, Jeremy. And you know this guy, Fed, the Fed, the New York Fed President Williams, actually helped save the U.S. dollar today on the Friday. You don't want this happening on a Friday. Usually bad things happen on a Friday in the market. So he really came to the rescue. They wheeled out Williams. But what we're seeing is a distortion where precious metals and stocks rising together. And that's remarkable because normally they're inversely correlated, but they're moving together because why? There's a helicopter coming, Jeremy. Do you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Get to the chopper because the money printing is ready to go. There is market euphoria where the stock markets are actually running up with gold because they think that, you know, they're going to have to stimulate. And this is exactly what we were talking about in the last two weeks. The market will release the hounds and, and the credit and the market's going to get juiced again. But I have to remind people and I have to be reminded myself of what happened. 
It's not stock market strength. It's actually the, the decline in the U.S. dollar currency purchasing power. Remember Venezuela's stock market. Prior to the hyperinflation of the currency, the stock market went up more than 20,000% just before the demise of their currency. So this melt-up that we're going to see in the stock market is a very dangerous time. And as Kobesi uh, said in one of their letters, or was it yesterday, um, core inflation is still at 4%. Double the Fed's target, and they're going to cut. The Fed beginning to backtrack on their pivot. The VIX trading at its lowest since 2020 doesn't make sense. And number five, the U.S. interest expense is on track to top a trillion dollars. Is anyone comfortable long right now? Absolutely not. I don't think anyone could be comfortably long the stock market right now, Jeremy. Well, I saw that the debt clock is already at thir- just about at $34 trillion. It's like days away. Wow. Um, and uh, the Fed has obviously thrown in the towel on inflation. You know, they're trying to reel in this massive fish of inflation. We're reeling it in. We're raising interest rates. We're reeling <laughs> it in. in. And then they're just saying, no, nope, we're going to let it fly. We're going to print money. Uh, that is basically saying we're throwing in the towel. So, yes, uh, to your point, that means that all excess money that's going to be borrowed and whatnot could go into the stock market and put it higher. But at the end of the day, we're talking ultimately about a correlation between the, f- the purchasing power of the fiat currencies and the purchasing power of gold and the purchasing power of the fiat currencies has been falling for decades and decades and has nowhere else to go. You can't create value in a currency that you're printing to infinity. And that's what this is going to happen. And just going back to the rate cuts, so... The Federal Reserve, the central bank's client, I have to say, would be mainstream media. They're launching articles trying to um, say, hey, this, is, this may not be a history repeat moment. Because remember, when the, when the rates were cut back in 2000, followed a recession. When they cut in 2017, it was followed by a recession. When they cut in 2019, recession. So they're going to cut in 2024. Are we not supposed to expect a recession? Well, Business Insider says it may not be. It may not be because we have the rounds of money printing on its way. This is a fallacy. And they're going back, you know, 20 years or so. But I have data coming from NASDAQ.com that looking back 70 years, huge stock market drawdowns or losses follow interest rate hike cycles. Sure, there is a little moment after a rate cut where you may see a, a, you know, some some support in the stock market, but shortly after there's a little pause, and the stock markets tend to have huge drawdown. Look at that chart here, but you could just see the amount of drawdowns and losses after interest rate cuts. We'll put that up on our on our X. On the uh, X. On the X. All right. Uh, the number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Have to get some physical precious metals in your portfolio. There's no counterparty risk. It's very liquid. This is, it's been money for thousands of years. This is why we're talking about this because it's all about real money on the Real Money Show, AM640. We'll be back in a few moments. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number 18778 silver the website guildhallwealth.com. 
Jerry, I've had a, a couple questions over the last few weeks, uh, people inquiring if they, uh, with regard to the registered accounts, if they can use their own physical product to deposit into the registered account. Because with Guildhall, we work with Questrade and Brinks, and we help clients to buy actual physical precious metals for their RSPs. So no counterparty risk. It's not an investment. You're actually owning and controlling an asset within your registered account. So it makes sense that someone would ask, hey, can I take my own physical product and deposit it into the account? Um, explain it a little bit. Well, we're dealing with a registered account. So this is a government regulated account, ultimately, whether it be an RSP or a TFSA, where you have to con contribute into these accounts. Um, Therefore, uh, you know, with regards to CRA showing contributions, they expect cash to go in firstly into the account. So no, you're not able to put physical metal into the account right away. You do have to deposit cash, whether it be Canadian dollar. But another benefit of Questrade would be you're allowed to actually put in U.S. dollars. It's a dual account. It's a dual currency account, which is awesome. And if you look at the Canadian dollar um, how it has gained this last week. It's up like 3%. This is definitely the time to acquire some U.S. If you're thinking about getting into the market, keep an eye on those rates. Also, um, the euro is up a lot versus the, the U.S. dollar. So, note, you have to put in, uh, put in the U.S. dollar or Canadian dollar cash to make your contribution. Now, on the opposite side, it's your product. You've purchased it within the registered account. It's physically allocated and segregated to you. So you can withdraw it if you want. So we have a lot of clients, especially this time of year, they have their RIF repayments or RIF payments due and LIF payments due. And they, I mean, the vast majority take the, take the physical product out. It's been very busy. Um, yeah, it's very busy. We have to write letters of direction and we give them the letters of direction. They sign it and we have to, you know, kind of figure out all the costs involved. And, um, you know, is there enough cash in the account to cover the excess amount that they would need to take out, et cetera. But it's a great, it's just, I love, I love it on the other hand of it. It's a lot of work, but on the other hand, you get to see the process working that, Hey, you've bought physical product. And now if you don't want to sell it, you can take, take control of it, take or not take control of it, take delivery of it. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of people put it in their TFSAs. Yeah. They take it straight from their RIF account, silver, and they just say, great, mm -hmm. just put it in my TFSA. Thank you very much. Yeah. Save on the delivery. Now, just to finish up on depositing though, while we cannot, we, we cannot deposit uh, personal items into a registered account, that doesn't mean you can't use your stockpile of gold and silver for your, um, uh, for your contribution. You were talking about the US dollar bank, US dollars. So I've done this many years in a row where I've decided, hey, you know what? I don't want to go into my pocket to make a contribution. I've got gold here that I purchased at $800 or whatever, and I'm, I'm doing okay on it. So you know what? I'll sell it, get the cash, deposit the cash into the registered account, buy it back. That's not, a very smart thing. That's not the exact product, but I buy it back. So yeah. I still own the same amount of ounces at the end of the, the day. Yeah. I didn't lose any ounces, but I made my contribution without having to go into my pocket to do it. So I, I love that idea. And if you have a U.S. account where you're selling gold or silver in U.S. dollars, 
gets put into your U.S. account and then deposited directly into your registered account in U.S. dollars, and then then you don't have to do the exchange twice over. So genius. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate Great that. Great tip, Jeremy. I think I'm going to uh, use that this year. <laughs> if, <laughs> I'm up. Yeah, if you're thinking about making a contribution this year um, and you haven't started to acquire physical gold and silver as a part of your position, great place to start is to give us a call, one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com, and we'll show you how to get physical product in your registered account. So, Jerry, let, let's talk very briefly about Argentina. Uh, we They have a new leader. He's a, a little controversial before he got in. He's been a little bit controversial afterwards. He's done some things that were against sort of the um, anarchist side of his voter base, which is he joined the Paris Accord. Uh, he did something else that was kind of strange. Um, I can't recall right now. I think he just committed more funds to Ukraine. Oh, yeah. I, be I believe. Right, right. At the he's, same time, he said he he's has supporting. No yeah, he's supporting supporting Ukraine, and, and I'm not sure if he's given the money, but he also cut a whole bunch of government positions, like 21 positions on day one he cut. Um, and he's also devalued the currency, I think, by 50%, which is a huge hit to the people living in Argentina. But that's what they need if they're going to get back on track, right? Yeah. Argentina just devalued their peso by 50%. They cut, they slashed government, they cut spending, um, you know, with their inflation exploding at over 200%. I mean, that's the question. Does this really open the door to some other form of currency? It really opens people's eyes to see the damage and highlighting the central bank failures, not just in Argentina, but globally. Central banks are in every single country doing the exact same thing with the exact same motive of taking the wealth from the people and funneling into a very small corner of society. I think it really highlights, obviously, you wake up in the morning and you realize I have 50% less value. Yeah, taxation is theft and we pay taxes to <laughs> the central bank that's charging the government interest um, on, on the money. By design. Uh, it, it definitely opens up that uh, the discussion. It's time for a solution to their currency. And what that solution could be, it'll be very interesting to see what they'll do. Um, potentially going back to a real sound money policy, perhaps. But if you're moving in that, in that direction of ending their central bank, that's talking about honest money. That's talking about sound money policy. And whenever we talk about sound money, we always include the gold and silver in the conversation. Well, of course, it's real money. It, it cannot be destroyed. Um, it cannot erode, corrode. And it's been a store of value. It's malleable. And the fact is, it's on the table of elements. It's a commodity. And that's why it's been perfect for money for centuries, because of those reasons. And one of the other things that I've noticed, particularly this year, Jerry, is you know, this year's been been hard for a lot of people with in with the inflation really hitting home. Despite what the government says, people go out, they go grocery shopping. They've seen their a, a lot of people have had issues with their mortgages and whatnot, and uh, it's been really hard felt. And as a result, people have to have to get cash from somewhere, right? Especially if they don't want to borrow it from the bank at a higher rate. <laughs> exactly. So what have people have done? Well, what's, what's been fantastic is that gold and silver over the years 
is has no counterparty risk and is extremely liquid. It's one of the reasons that when there's a market crash, sometimes both gold and silver get thrown out with the bathwater. Uh, the baby gets thrown out with the bathwater with gold and silver because they are so liquid. And if you're ahead on it, it's the first thing you're going to sell if you need liquidity. Mm -hmm. So we have seen that a lot this year. We've seen um, we've seen a fair amount of selling um, because people have, have needed the cash. That's okay. I mean, that's what it's there for. I, it's been it's it's actually filled me with pride that mm -hmm. gold and silver have been there for people. You know, many people have been well ahead on their on their uh, holdings when they've had to do it too. So. Um, you know, every day I look at portfolios and whatnot, and you see gold and silver just hammering away. There's a lot of winners out there. I mean, the S&P's done fantastic this year, right? The question is, is, is it going to double from here? Where's the value, mm -hmm. right? How much value does it have? And you, met, you were talking about that mm -hmm. in the first segment right. of what's it supposed to do, double from here, right? Um, one of the other things about gold and silver, which I have come to really, really appreciate as well, is just understanding value. Because you talk to people every day, and you say, what do you think the dollar's worth? They have no idea. 1.35. 1.35 against the U.S. Okay, what's that worth? I, I, don't, I don't know. What's it, what's it backed with? What, how many ounces of gold is that? Like, there's no... And that's the whole point. And that's the whole point as well with, with having the inflation numbers be wrong. If your metrics, your mm -hmm. barometer for everything is inaccurate then no one's going to get real information and that's that's by design as you said by, de by design you want to be lost so that way they don't know what how much is being stolen from you exactly they know how much tax is being taken off their they people don't even know how much tax is coming off their 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 checks right they know how much tax they owe at the end of the year right uh but then you don't know what you're losing to inflation and that is by design and what's beautiful about gold and silver is they will tell you what the value of things are. Once you convert something into gold, you say, well, how many ounces of gold to buy a house? Well, a house is, we were having this discussion to mm -hmm. this morning. Well, if a house is going up by five, six percent a year, I'm doing great. Okay. But you, you have to maintain that property. You have to pay taxes, whether it's a write-off or not. You're going to pay interest on your mortgage. You're going to pay insurance. heat and hydro. You're going to pay all sort insurance. Thank you. You're, there's all sorts of costs, and I bet when you add them all up, you're probably close to fifty grand on a on a million dollar property. That's five percent. <laughs> so it's great. You're paying into it. You're paying off your mortgage, but is it really moving up? You know, people will come to us and say, uh, one percent storage." You go, "Well, that's." That's a lot less than what you're putting out for for a property going up at the same rate. In actual fact, gold has been rising at, at I think on average over the last twenty years, it's it's moving up at like twenty two percent. Right? But in the last fifteen years it's probably around nine percent. This year we're up ten percent. But at least we're transparent with where our with our fees are. What you what you're gonna what you have to pay, what expense you have. The one ongoing expense that you have for your metals would be to store the metal, which is fully allocated and segregated, fully insured and ultimately liquid and held entirely outside of the banking system. This is eliminating counterparty risks. And at this moment in time, this is the time to eliminate your risks. We are all we are very interconnected with 
other zombie economies out there. We talked about Japan earlier. There are many more. If they catch a cold, we'll, we'll get it as well. If they go down, it'll bring our system down as well. And the, the safety nets, the CDIC, the FDIC, people are questioning these things. People are questioning the solvency. You cannot question the solvency on gold. It has a millennial record of being a store of value throughout thousands of years in thousands of cultures and thousands of countries. Gold is hitting all-time highs in all of those currencies. The currencies are being eroded and they're all falling at the same time. And with the rate cuts coming up, that's a drop in the dollar index. Watch dollar pierce through the 100 level into the 96 level and precious metals are going through the roof. And, you know, the question is, will we see another great financial crisis? Let's talk about that in the next segment. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Give us a call. Go to the website. Learn how to get physical precious metals in your holdings today. You can buy it, take it home. You can acquire it and hold it in a, in a vault facility for ease of liquidity, security, or you can even put it in you can even have it within your registered account rsp tfsa lira lift riff and make sure that your whole portfolio is fully diversified give us a call this is the real money show on 640 toronto much more to come you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment welcome back to the real money show the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com um in a little while, we want to talk about what's happening in Asia with regard to premiums. We also want to talk about the demand side of the market, um, talking about usages and whatnot, and just kind of getting a sense of the inventory out there. It's going to be exciting because you'll realize just how undervalued silver is at this, at this point in time. Jerry, I want to quickly, if we can, quickly, <laughs> talk about some up. <laughs> some buying mistakes that we often see people make with regard to gold and silver. Um, this is more to do with with new with people who are new to the market, but there's essentially three buying mistakes that people make when they're looking at gold and silver for the first time. So let's quickly go through that. The first is that oftentimes I will see some people thinking. I'm putting in this much. I have a I have a very large amount in mind. And so they they put off the acquisition because it's just it's too much all at once. They're thinking too big. Um also they're often trying to time the market. They're looking at all of these different factors and trying to to make sure that they're getting it at the right time which is the first buying mistake is not taking a position, not taking any position, worrying about how much you're putting in or when you're going to do it, not taking a position at all. Your thoughts on that? Exactly, because the initial position is the one that we call strategic. It's the insurance policy. And, you know, over the course of many, many years and decades and studies, um, generally speaking, investors put around 10 to 15 percent of their wealth into physical precious metals, not paper. So this is where you get the insurance policy. So you're exactly right. Um, you have life insurance, car insurance, home insurance. Precious metals represents wealth insurance because they're decoupled from all of the financial risks, currencies that crash, 
and it's outside of the banking system and they're liquid. This is the reason why you, when you need something, you need cash. If you need to sell, you're talking about the previous segment, you can, you can liquidate and, and then pivot from that point on. So not taking a position, it's a huge mistake. You're absolutely right. And this is why we always say crawl, walk, run. Start with something. Get something in your hand. See what this, is, this market's about. Maybe the lack of not taking a position is simply because it's a new market and you don't know where to start. So you are thinking big or you are thinking about the perfect time to, to get involved in the market. No, instead, just take a step forward. It doesn't have to be the step. It just has to be a step. And that is a great way to go. Uh, secondly, you have a lot of people who just by way of their background, their experience, will tend to look towards gold and silver, not as an asset, but like an equity. They'll treat it like a stock, like an investment. So they'll say, you know, what's my percentage I have to pay to, to acquire this? Which is the second buying mistake is really worrying about the costs. How much is this going to cost me to buy, etc.? And to start off, I'll start off. To start off, I would say it's a competitive industry. So it's not like you're going to be able to buy an ounce of gold and get really, really ripped off. True. Right? I mean, you have to be careful where you're buying it. Make sure you're buying it from a reputable dealer. Make sure you're buying a reputable product. Make sure you're buying LBMA-approved product, stuff that is globally recognized and easy to liquidate. But beside that, generally speaking, the costs are kind of the same everywhere. Mm -hmm. Very true. And this is why we believe that transparency builds trust. We'll show you the breakdown uh, what we pay over spot, what guild hall, how we competitively um, mark up or charge. You know, people ask, well, guild hall, how do you make money? Well, basically, it's, you know, our cost and then retail. It's exactly like any other industry out there of how companies stay profitable. And the margins are tight. And we do have to stay competitive. And guild hall will always remain competitive. We will always beat give us a call. We will, whatever you see on the website, if you have it in mind that you want to place a purchase and you're serious about it, give, of course, get on the phone. We'll pick up that call and we'll show you how to break the, how, how the prices broke down. And you will quickly realize that this is not a paper trade. If you really want, if you don't want the wealth insurance, go buy this paper certificate from the bank. You'll pay spot. But if you want the physical, like central banks, like countries, like hedge funds, they want the physical now, you're going to buy the physical, you'll pay the extra premium. And in silver, the premium is a little wider because of shipping thousands of ounces. You know, one 100 ounce bar is seven pounds. How are you going to, sh the cost of shipping logistics goes into the premium as well. Yeah. And, and I think that sometimes it can play into a little bit, again, of the timing issue because they're thinking, well, it's going to cost me this to buy it. And then I, what's it going to cost me to sell it? And if we treat it in the first place like the insurance policy that it is, then you need it more than what the costs are. And again, it's an asset, not an investment. But if you do want, just as you said, if you do want the investment, yeah, it can be really, really cheap. You won't own anything, <laughs> but you can buy it really, really cheap because you can go certificate, gold-backed fund, pool account. Um, all sorts of different paper derivative things where you don't actually own anything and you can get it really, really cheap. But all you're going to get is exposure to the market instead of 
instead of um, actual insurance. If I need insurance, I actually have to get insurance, not buy stock in an insurance company. So that's that's talking about that. And um, let's talk about timeline. The or do you have something to add? No, I mean just when you look at the, that rule, you look at Exeter's pyramid. Who you know, Exeter was the former U.S. governor, Harvard economist, and he was the one who pointed out on Exeter's inverted pyramid illustrated um, that during a financial crisis, people in move out of less liquid debt-based assets and into the physical assets. So. That will include getting out of even your paper instruments. You don't want to get into the derivatives of gold. You might as well not even touch gold. You might as well just buy something else. But gold is there as wealth insurance. So take a position. Understand that this is not a day trade, and this is wealth insurance. There is a saying that goes, you lived a great life if you never had to sell your gold. And how many people have regretted selling their gold recently? Right? It's, yeah, I'm up, but I need cash. I regret selling because where the prices are going... Jerry, I'm, you know, I'm going to try to buy back. <laughs> well, we have one more mistake coming up in the next segment, and then the real exciting stuff, which is Jim Rickards. He's the guy who, you know, well. he, he brings it. Uh, he brings the receipts when it comes to doing the math on where the markets are going to be, and he's got a whopper of a projection on physical gold and silver coming up in the next segment. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Call us. We'll help you get into the market. We'll help you with your first purchase, and we hope we help you with your last last sale as well. So more to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. As it is with every single show that we do, we start off slow and then we start speeding up and speeding up because we have to cover so much in, uh, in in this amount of time. So very quick, Jerry, buying mistakes. The other buying mistake we see is the timeline. Again, this isn't for owners of metals. This is more for um, people who are buying gold and silver the, for, for the first time is we believe that as an insurance policy, people should always have at least 10, 15 percent physical precious metals in their portfolio. Now, people like Egon von Greyerts, um, amazing um, you know, uh, commentator in the market. He has a business in Switzerland. Their minimum client, I think, is 400,000. They've been in business since 2000. He was recommending, I think, 50% back in 2002. That's how much you should have in your portfolio. And it, would, it was a great great thing to have. I mean, you would have done very, very well to have put 50% in at that rate or at that time. But basically what this comes down to is a lot of people cannot help thinking very, very short term. It's what has it done for me in the last year? I'm not in this for a 10, 20, 30, 40 year period. I'm only in this until I'm making money. And if I'm not making money, this sucks, right? But it mar- this market moves in stair stair steps. Eventually, you will overcome your costs. You will you will absorb that, and then you just own it. Then it becomes about how many ounces that you own. And our our contention is that one day, the majority of our clients are going to sell off at least two thirds, if not three quarters, of their product. Still have ten fifteen percent holding in gold and silver. That's right. Right. 
Um, so there will be a sell, but that they'll come away appreciating that they should always own some. That's a, that's a great great thought of rebalancing the portfolio, and this is this is going back to how much precious metals we should have in a portfolio. It depends on your personal situation, risk tolerance, and yes, your investment horizon, how long of a tenure of hold. And then you should also um, factor into the equation geopolitical and economic context. We're seeing Chinese paying a premium right now for gold in China. The, the prices are shifting. It's still $40, and Japan's talking about it. Just last week, India reported that they're still importing October, they had 1,750 uh, uh, tons sorry, imported. Now they're importing another 700 tons, and it continues to be bars. <laughs> they're not buying the, the, raw, you know, the, the raw stuff. They're buying the actual finished bar. So, yep, you want to review and rebalance the portfolio at a certain time, sell off, and then potentially get back into the Dow, wherever you feel that you want to reshuffle to. And, and just very quickly, discussing costs. You know, there's a higher premium on gold and silver. On silver right now, premiums have come down probably by 50% in the last year and a half. But at the end of the day, the reason why it caught, why there's a much higher premium on silver these days is because the paper price is too low. The physical world is saying, no, 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 we can't satisfy demand at these prices. There's all these additional costs. And so we have to add it to the paper price. So people have to be counterintuitive to realize that the, a higher premium is a reflection of not enough product and very strong demand. Mm -hmm. If you can do that and realize that and wait till you start to hear what Jim Rickards is saying, it will emphasize just how much this is an undervalued product. So let's talk about that. But before we do, the number 18778silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We're not advisors, but if you want to own some physical precious metals, We've been in business since 2002. I think we'd be the best choice. You'd be talking to myself or Jerry anyway. So why not uh, get have a little chat and buy some physical metal? Mm -hmm. So well, let's talk about Jim Rickards. Yeah, but before we do, just over the holidays, I'm sh we're pretty sure that over the Christmas holidays at the dinner table, this is going to be a topic of conversation. And I want you to encourage you to tell people to buy gold. And when you do, get in touch with us provide those referrals, and you will get paid. You're going to make money. We'll have a program over the holidays that you will make money. Our affiliates will make money. They always do. They always have. We have an amazing affiliate program. So tell your family, tell your friends to get into the gold market, and when you do, you'll get paid. Yes, but we get a lot of we get a lot of business through referrals. And, um, of course, anybody who refers us, let us know who you're referring, and we'll make sure we take care of you. And we got that silver promo. Our prices cannot be beat. Call us for best pricing. And... Just looking at Jim Rickards, he's on fire again. He gives us a history lesson, lessons from two prior bull markets. Now, he says, it's never a guarantee that a particular outcome will prevail, but this gold price forecast is based on the best available tools, so take notes, and models that have pr proved accurate in many other contests. contexts. The first bull market, so the lessons from two bull markets prior, the first bull market in gold ran from August 1971 to January 1980. The price of gold rallied from $35 an ounce to $800 per ounce. That's 2,200% gain in 9.4 years. The lesson from the second bull market in gold ran from August 1999 to 2011. The price of gold rallied from $250 to $1,900 per ounce. That's a 
5% gain in 12 years. Now, the third gold bull, bull market that we're on right now began in December 16th, 2015. We started at 1,050. And if we take a simple average of the price gains and durations of the two prior bull markets, we arrive at an on average about 1,435% gain in both markets, both bull cycles. Applying that gain and duration to our bull cycle that we're in right now, starting at 1,050, beginning the December of 2015, that will lead to gains, a gains projection for this bull market that we're in right now to $15,070 per ounce by August 2026. And at a 20 to 1 silver to gold ratio, that will put silver at $750 per ounce. This is the bull market that we're in. This is the super cycle that we're in, Jeremy. Silver is a coiled spring. Get that silver in your portfolio. And just in, in summary, silver is, silver is the retirement plan and gold to 15000 This is a remarkable time to be involved. You know, we don't know where it's going to go. We know it's extremely undervalued, and we know that we could even show you all 100 ways that this could happen for, for gold to get to 15000 and silver to get into triple digits. We don't have a crystal ball. We know that Jim Rickards brings the receipts um, in terms of his research. So uh, I think it's always great to see big, big numbers being put out there. And it just goes to emphasize just how undervalued physical gold and silver are today. They're asymmetric trades. This is where you want to get in. You want to buy things that are undervalued, which makes the timing of it amazing to get your insurance policy. Don't wait till, till gold's trading at 4000 5000 to make the decision. Do it before that happens. Give us a call, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We're not advisors. We're telling you what we're doing. We're telling you what our clients have done. But of course, go speak to those you trust. Thank you to everyone who's joined uh, listening this week, and we can't wait to speak to you next week here on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.